This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. Welcome, global leaders, to the Global Reach Leadership Forum with Navy veteran, ecclesial leader, entrepreneur, and author, Dr. Pat. Presenting you with critical leadership perspectives from the minds of former military leaders, now transforming the face of American business as successful entrepreneurs. Get ready to listen, learn, to lead, and now to enhance your leadership influence on the Global Reach Leadership Forum. Here's your host, Dr. Pat. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Global Reach Leadership Forum. I'm your host, Dr. Pat, and today we are talking about resourcefulness. What does it mean to be resourceful? And for my listeners, I want you to really think through this particular topic today, because as we go over it, I want us to really consider what it means for you in particular, because... If you ask a question of what are the methods and strategies I need to be resourceful, the first thing I'm going to tell you is you're going to have to find that for yourself. So that's the uniqueness of this podcast is how we can find strategies and means to excel in what we do. So before my guest comes, I'd like to give you my take on what it means to be resourceful. Now, this is a question worth asking every day. In fact, it is, it, is, it is something that we, as leaders, have to be upfront and downright frank about. You should be creative. You should be effective in identifying what makes you resourceful. You say, well, Pat, what do you mean? Well, I mean exactly that. You must identify what works best for you in finding out and defining what you need to be successful in your endeavor. That's what resourcefulness is. The strategies, the means, the the network, the, the things around you that enable you to be successful. So one case point, I remember one day as a young leader working near, near a, a very exceptionally talented and bright colleague of mine. And hearing her respond to a statement someone made really made me think. He said, you know, Michelle, you seem to have the answers to everything and make working around here look easy. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you, she said. I tried to be resourceful. And as I recall that dialogue, I began to really think about the things she did and what she did and the way she carried herself. And I came to one conclusion, that she did everything and made it look so easy because she made up her mind that she was going to excel at everything she did. She did not take anything for granted and never perceived that something was not her job or hers to discover. So she was very engaged and did everything in her power 
to help others out. Now, here's the bottom line. If you want to be resourceful, you should be prepared as a leader to be a resource for others to count on. I'm reminded of a biblical passage that suggests that the one who wants to lead always must first learn to be a servant of all. And that holds so true. Because you know what I think? Not that it matters to you, but this is just my opinion, right? You cannot allow yourself to be subjugated or subjected to social innuendos or cultures that deprive you of reaching your fullest potential. Now, I recommend four measures that all leaders should enable you to be resourceful so that you can become a river more than a reservoir. This is what I mean. A river allows you and allows people to draw from you. A river allows people to draw from it. It channels transportation of goods or services from one point to another. And it flows for as long as its source of water remains supplied. A reservoir, on the other hand, just receives the water and contains it. One can draw from it until its capacity is exhausted, if not replenished. So to become a river, you must have a constant supply source. But to be a reservoir, you must just exist until someone else supplies you with what you can hold on to until requested. So here are the principles of resourcefulness that I want to discuss with you today. Number one, make it a point to make it easy for your source to pour into you. Always seek out the source of your inflow of resources and be open, never closed, to receive wealth, health, and criticism by endeavoring to help ease their burdens. Be sincere and humble so that others can pour easily success into you. That's number one. Number two, create opportunities. Opportunities to nurture growth and sustenance. Do so by always seeking out who needs help and how you can help within your own sphere of influence. Put yourself in a situation or situations where you can serve and add value to others. And then number three, build trust. Build trust and confidence in others of your circle. Because you know what? Few are or few will be willing to help anyone, anyone at all who is unwilling to help others or get others what they need. They should first trust you and have confidence in you and have you have their best interest in mind and at heart so that they can accomplish what their stated tasks and goals are. And then finally, the fourth one, find new ways to expand your influence. Find new ways to expand your influence so that always, always 
seeking out innovative or creative ways to enhance the lives of those you lead or those who depend on you. You remain a source of light and hope for them. So I hope you found value in being resourceful today. And so before my guest comes, I'd like us to take a pause for our break or commercial. All right, my guest today is Eric Arevalo Diller, a good friend of mine. Eric is uh, the managing director for Xenon Management Group with Diversified Investments in Real Estate and Private Equity. Now, Eric is an 18-year retired U.S. Coast Guard veteran and career experiences in the U.S. Diplomatic Mission National Maritime Advisor, and he held a corporate position as head of compliance with $8.3 billion of managing assets. Now, Eric held the position of Corporate Maritime Assurance Compliance Manager and Regional Security Officer for Noble Corporation. He he, he also, he's also very versed in regulatory frameworks, security and compliance, working with industry partners and oil companies worldwide. His corporate responsibilities included managing global offshore assur- assurance, enterprise risk, security, operational integrity, and contractual requirements. Eric is currently a resident and a veteran entrepreneur incubator with Bunker Labs. And he is the managing director, as I mentioned, for Xenon Management Group with diversified investments in real estate and the founder of Silver Cloud Homes. Welcome to the Global Reach Forum, my good friend, Eric. How are you doing today? Doing so great. Thank you. Thank you for having me here, Pat. So excited. And uh, just this opportunity to reconnect with you and and uh, spending this time. Awesome. Well, I'm also excited to have you here. I know. You know what, Eric? I, I think um, you and I have a lot in common in the sense that we both uh, have military expertise. We love what we do. We are passionate about what we do. And uh, we find ways to excel in everything that we're doing. And having talked to you, you're such an inspiration in everything that you say. And I'm, I'm hoping that our listeners are going to be able to really learn from what you have in store. Uh, Being a a, a Coast Guard veteran uh, officer, now having experience in the private sector, and now your own business, which I think is remarkable, has a lot to do with being resourceful. So today our topic is going to be about the value of resourcefulness as a leader. Now, you know what, Eric, I tell you, most people think resourcefulness is just, oh, well, find a couple of things here or there, you know, to make ends meet. But what is your definition of resourcefulness as a, as a leader, um, you know, from the private sector or from the uh, military sector? What is your definition? When I look at resourcefulness is being able to achieve what you're looking to accomplish, right? Whether you have a little or whether you have a lot, but also being able to leverage that so it becomes a win-win for everybody you can have a little but do so much and have that impact with others and say how did you do that and and also have a lot and say this isn't enough because i want to do more right and it's really the flow and the direction that you look at when you define resourcefulness and really how you utilize that and get it into that direction 
Wow, that's uh, that's so profound, you know, when you say that, because when I think of resourcefulness, and you're exactly right, you know, finding ways where it would otherwise not be available for you. But, you know, you have experienced resourcefulness in, in various ways um, as a military leader and also in the private sector when you um, when you're managing in the oil and gas industry. But uh, given your experiences in the military and also in the private sector, do you don't think that there's a difference between resourcefulness in the military and then finding resourcefulness also in the private sector? Or are they the same? What are your thoughts? Yeah, so that, that's really interesting because uh, when I was in the military, I remember the days where I was actually running around uh, the different offices looking for a paperclip, right? <laughs> we, we, we were working off of a... Uh, uh, a warehouse at one time or, or trying to figure out, okay, where do we get our, our paper from? And, and the budgets are, are, are different. Right. And, and yeah. again, a lot of that comes back to what unit you're working under uh, mm-hmm. the demand, the, yeah. the budget that's been given. Yeah. And the interesting part was when I was looking to transition uh, into the industry, I had one friend that said, no, actually we're, we're perfectly fine. You come out here. It's not like the military. You say, I need a new iPhone the iPhone just shows up, right? Or I need, I need help with, with this. It just happens. Um, and then I go back to, to that and say, okay, well, on the other side, when I used to regulate ships and, and work with the, the shipping and maritime uh-huh. sector, I also saw other companies that were really cutting corners, right? Uh-huh. So when you ask, you know, is it the same? You know, it, in, a, in a way, depending on where you are, your budget, your leadership, the people from the top level knowing that, oh, you know what? We don't have enough funds for this. We need to make sure we allocate as such, or we need to make sure we have the manpower or the folks that can help this. It really comes back to what does the leadership look into when they say, how do we give our folks the tools Mm -hmm. to continue doing good work, right? And, And that's both corporate and also the military. Yeah. Wow, that is so true. How do we give our team the tools to do their work? And often that's something that we take for granted, you know, whether you're in the private sector or you're in the military, you you always think, oh, well, they'll figure it out. Oh, they, they're going to do well. You know, I've seen people trying to use duct tape to fix things when they should actually have the resources to get, you know, the job done, right? But But what happens when you do that then is that it makes it very inefficient for the team to be successful, you know, but so when I think of, when I think of resourcefulness is just like, you know, you mentioned making sure you're equipping your team to be, to be successful. But this, this, this brings me to my next question of, you know, your experiences in the, in the, in the military, um, you held different roles, you've been responsible for different things. And how do you think, you know, what stories do you have that talk about how you actually employed your own expertise of resourcefulness, and that has really made you what you are today uh, based on the experiences you had in the military. Do you have any stories like that that you want, you'd like to share? Yeah, so I, I always go back to the, the love for the Coast Guard, right? Yeah. And, and it, in, in itself, uh, when we were under DOT and then moving into DHS, uh, it wasn't funded, it wasn't well-staffed, it just operated very differently than the DOD, right? Mm-hmm. There are brethren in the DOD. So it was always the fact of 
did you have enough, uh, you know, for the budget? Did you have enough people? And and the Coast Guard actually does some amazing things, right? They they they're known as doing a lot with very little, yeah. Right, and and that is the the resourcefulness, that is the the strength that that I've learned growing up in that in that service and being in the service to say how can we do more with very little to what we have and still be able to complete the mission, mm. right? Case in point. Uh, search and rescue case, a three-person crew out there in the storm, and you have to make sure you get your mission accomplished, Yeah. right? A three-person crew uh, having to save a life or doing a boarding, and, and those things really resonate with me in being able to say, how did I get to where I am, right? So I really took a lot of that over, over the years, right? Mm-hmm. So whichever duty station I was in, whether we were under budgeted or understaffed, it was always the mindset of, okay, we still have to get this done. So your mind, and, and you mentioned this a little bit, is where your mind will say, if for some reason A shuts or we're not able to do this, then here's another opportunity that we may have to look at it creative, creative, you know, creatively. Creatively, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. so when when it goes to that, it's a matter of, okay, now you start to become the person that can says, okay, now I just have to pull these folks here mm-hmm. or be able to leverage or be very clear with intent on my leadership to say, this is what we have to accomplish. Yes. Well, that, yes. Yeah, so that, that that's, that's very important because that takes, that takes also knowing your, your team, knowing your people to see, you know, what their strengths and their challenges are, because you may not even have the resources yourself as a leader, right? You may not even have it, but knowing where to pull it from and, and try to equip your team and to make the best of what you have is, is the key to that. So, so with that said, I mean, I, I don't know what, um, you know, what you think, but what do you think are some strategies to be able to really excel at being resourceful with your team, especially when things are hard to find? I mean, you may not have the resources. So what kind of strategies uh, have you experienced or do you recommend to either a transitioning uh, military person or somebody who is just a young entrepreneur and now trying to make it in the private sector? So what I love about the things that I've done and what I do. Um, yes. Number one, uh, I say network, mm-hmm. right? Because network yeah. is a contact sports. Yes. Right. And, and that contact will allow you to see what other folks are doing, what other people, what other communities. And not only within that network, you have to expand and beyond. Because as you see that, you're able to see a, a different set of, of uh, tools. Mm-hmm. You see a different schema. You understand that, oh, I may be doing it this way, but off into another country, they're doing it in such a manner that I'm like, I never even thought about that. Yeah. Right. And, and that could be with the DOD. I, I was actually uh, fortunate enough to work uh, in Singapore under the U.S. Embassy out there. So we had DOD, DHS, the Coast Guard, yeah. uh, the State Department. And the minute I stepped into that embassy role, I had realized that the mission was so much bigger and resources uh, and capability much larger to complete that mission. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that, that is so true. You see, because when, when, when you underestimate or overestimate what uh, you need to excel, sometimes you find yourself playing catch up, you know, but, but, you know, so having said that though, 
Uh, I wonder what a budding entrepreneur or a transitioning military person is really going to say about about that, because you know you may have some advice for them. You know, somebody who's who's transitioning as a as a military leader. So, what would you say um, they need to know the 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 pitfalls of not being resourceful? In other words, you you have to find ways to make things happen, right? Whether you overestimate or you underestimate, you have to find ways. So, what are the pitfalls of not? making yourself resourceful or finding ways to be resourceful um, when you're leading an organization? Well, the, the thing I love about your book, Pat, is uh, the chapter before talks about resilience. <laughs> resilience. <laughs> right? Yeah. So when you really look at resilience and then moving into resourcefulness, it, yeah. you have to make sure that, number one, you've got that core. Yeah. And being able to say, I can do it. I am doing it. And, and a lot of that, too, is figuring out your why. Mm-hmm. Why are you doing this? Wow. Why why are you creating this business? Why are you doing this? Is it for legacy? Mm. Is it for impact? Is it for social change? And when you're able to find that why, and you can reach deep down into that resilient heart of yours, mm. then your brain is going to figure it out. Your heart is going to be able to drive towards it and say, that's right. I'm going to make sure I can find the people pull from these different areas. And most importantly, solve that why and that need of, of being able to say, this is how we're going to do it. Wow. That is so deep. I'm so glad you mentioned that finding a why, you know what, you know what, Eric, most people don't, don't even consider that. They just want to, they just want to wing it. They just want to move around and just, just figure out whatever they can do with, you know, what they have, but finding a why I think drives you to be able to excel. But, you know, I, I think of what, what you're saying, because, if once you find your why, I think it also gives you impetus, drive to excel beyond any shadow of a doubt because you want to succeed, right? So I I remember reading an article in the uh, Harvard Business Review, um, and you haven't managed over you know billion dollars in you know um, in, in assets there. You probably can uh, can tell us whether or not you know, what this, uh, what this article is saying. Said, you know, Harvard Business Review says that, uh, they suggest that, you know, a leader should find ways to stand out in being resourceful. And that is to cultivate understanding of management roles, build trust and credibility, manage virtual teams. You know, you should foster creativity and master financial tools, among several other strategies that they recommend, right? But what are your insights on that? Do you really think that, you know, this is it? Is it that simple? I mean, what are your insights? Uh, what would you give a young guy that is transitioning? Or maybe you're, maybe you're a veteran, 28-year veteran transitioning into the private sector. What advice would you give them? Is it that simple to have those things that I just mentioned as a key? Yeah. So one of the things I, 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 I know is what is constant, what's constant is going to be change. Okay. And so so that change in itself, whether it's in the military and or in the corporate sector, Mm -hmm. we know it's going to happen, right? So being a military veteran or, or being and having that experience we all go through that when we when we go to different duty stations, right? And I think that's what makes a lot of our folks really resilient. And, and hats off to the families that, that are there to support that as well, right? Yeah. And it's ingrained in you. So 
whether you're in a commercial or in the military sector, you've got that in the DNA, but more importantly is to not stay stagnant, right? And, and when you stay stagnant is when you now just become really that pond or that, that, that lake versus that river that continues to flow and moves, right? Yes. And, and that in itself to me is where I start looking at it from the resourcefulness of, okay, you've got to be able to trust your experts, mm-hmm. be the expert in what you do, but also relinquish some of that. The, I, I don't need to know everything. Okay. Because you've got a team built around you, right? And, and knowing that you're able to really pull those levers in just a different manner, right? Yes. Influence is, is definitely something important because you can have the, uh, I think we know this uh, uh, in, the, in the place of rank or title, uh-huh. right? Whereas in the commercial sector, a lot of that comes back to your ability and, and your can-do attitude as well as your, your results, right? What, what are right. you being able to do? And that really draws back to your experience, yes. which catapults into the influence and the ability to, to go in and say, this is how we're going to do it. Yeah. yeah. Right? So, so really all that builds towards around that trust, the credibility and, and, and in the teams being able mm-hmm. to be dynamic. Yes. Right. Cause, cause then you're able to do some amazing things. And, and that's, that's what I've seen uh, managing globally uh, from a corporate office mm-hmm. uh, and leaning into the regions uh, and the folks on the rigs and the folks that are in the regional offices absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely love because they were thinking at different levels that I could not have seen Mm-hmm. you know, operating out of Houston, Yes. but being out there and traveling internationally and seeing what they were doing and bringing some of those best practices back, it was almost not from a top-down approach, but it was also from what was happening from the ground up, ground up. moving, yeah. moving into that direction and bringing some of those best practices. Right. Wow. And that's how you can now leverage the power of resourcefulness. That's right. That's right. That is so awesome. You know, I'd like to build on that a little bit more because I'm, I'm sure you have some some stories that we w- want to hear about. I know you probably had some. You know, there, I think in our conversations you talked about. You know, um, I, I don't know if you're comfortable sharing that some of the tragedies that you encountered while you were, you know, while you're active. But uh, that, that's fine if not. But I want to build on on some strategies for 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 a transitioning military person, for instance. I know you've managed, you know, billion dollars, you know, budgets and everything else, but is there anything that you would like us to know about how to do this? What what is your recommendation to somebody who is transitioning on some of the strategies that they can use to manage what you have managed? Even in times of crisis, you're, you're able to excel, but now, now, as a leader, you are managing billion dollars in assets. What are some strategies that um, that we need to know about so that maybe someday if I'm able to manage like billion dollars in assets, I'll know, hey, guess what? This is what Eric did. Um, maybe, maybe I can learn from that. Do you have any recommendations for um, for somebody like that? You know, for me, it, it's, it's leaning into others' expertise. Okay. Right. And, and really leaning on the team. And understanding that you can't do it alone. You can't go at it alone. And having a team, having the right folks, having the, the people that you can call up, uh, the folks that you can help. Again, it goes back to the network. That's right. Uh, it goes back to being uh, in what you do, being uh, a contact sport. Yes. Right. And, and if you're on a ship, 
or a tune or or if you're in 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 a in a in a duty station going out there and talking to the people right being visible and and understanding and and honestly listening yeah right? and, and when you listen you you understand what the trends are and and really as a leader you're able to say okay we can do this this and this and and the efficiencies come out because of that okay um and and that's that's where the power of of multiple minds come into play that's right right and, and as a young as a young entrepreneur or really as as a person transitioning from the military you have to also draw from your experience not only do you do that but you also have to listen to the folks that have been experiencing that oh yes that is so key listen to the folks that have been there that have done it before i am so glad that you talked about you know leaning on your team people you know leveraging the expertise that you have you know the deck plates because that's really where the resourcefulness is right because you can't do it all by yourself just like you said i i am so thankful you mentioned that and and my hope is that as 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 our listeners and our viewers are, are listening right now they they're really taking home the keys that you just mentioned, you've talked about leveraging your expertise. You've talked about um, tapping into the team that you have. You've talked about falling back on the people who've done it before. And, and no matter how big the project might be, no matter how tough things might be, um, or in this case, no matter how expensive, you know, the, the, the assets you have to manage are, um, it goes back to the same thing, the basics using the team as your your resource to be able to excel at that. So so with that said then, what do you think is the biggest problem that um, entrepreneurs today face uh, when it comes to being resourceful uh, that um, that they, they they are failing at? What do you think the biggest problem is that is not making people use their resourceful skills or are not resourceful enough uh, to excel as an entrepreneur? Is there any you can think of? Yeah, so where where I've seen this uh, come up, and, and also with investors as well that, that I'm seeing is not knowing what's out there, mm. right? And, and not knowing what's out there as far as, you know, you've got uh, some amazing access to SBA, local chamber of commerce, okay. local entrepreneurs. Uh, I absolutely love the program that I'm in with Bunker Labs as a yes. veteran in residence, Good. right? Having access to over 800 veteran business owner small business owners and entrepreneurs in that network i can draw from mm. right and not only that the other entrepreneurs that i've met right so it does go back to knowing and seeing folks that have been there and done that um, but most importantly there are some things that, that you have to key in on and say okay where else can i learn mm-hmm. um, and where else can i can i understand certain things that i need so i can complete my mission my focus as, as a business owner right yeah and and a lot of that too is you know the saying of you know success leaves clues <laughs> i like that right so when yeah. when you're able to find folks that are that are just amazingly successful in in whether it's personal professional spiritual and just in life in general latch onto them mm. you know i i've, I've i am here uh, because of the people that have impacted and touched my lives, you know, my family, my friends, my mentors, my leaders, the folks I served with, 
And that in itself is, is a testament of, of why I am doing what I do and more, most importantly, how I got to where I am. Wow. That is so awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that. Always knowing where you've come from is key to being an exceptional leader. And I appreciate you mentioning that because uh, without giving due reverence and due gratitude to those that have, uh, have seen you through, you wouldn't be where you are today. And I'm so thankful for you to mention that. Well, I appreciate you, you know, being able to share with us, um, you know, a wealth of knowledge here, you know, the simple things that we may take for granted, you know, being resourceful is about tapping into your network, tapping into the resources that you have at your disposal, as, uh, as Erica has mentioned, and no matter how big your projects might be, no matter whether you're working in the oil and gas industry, or you're just, you know, a small mom and pop shop, you know, coming from the military into the private sector is, uh, it may be look threatening, but it's 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 never the case because you're well-trained and uh, well-equipped as long as you're able to tap into your resources to excel. Thank you so much, uh, Eric, for mentioning uh, that. So uh, with that said, as we head to a, towards a closure, what would you like uh, listeners to to know about you, how to contact you or any endeavor that you're, you know, you're undertaking that you think will be valuable for them to know about? Um, please uh, share your contact information or anything you'd like, like them to know um, yeah. moving forward. Yeah. So I am actually on LinkedIn as Eric Dila, and I have an Instagram handle of Eric D dot underscore. And most importantly, I, I am in the space of assisted living, right? Because we have 10,000 people turning 65 every day and making that impact uh, to the society is something that, that's driving uh, this cause and also filling a need in, in my entrepreneurship. Yeah. And not only that, to, to be able to, to be the economy generator uh, in this time. Uh, I'm also working uh, with a few uh, colleagues of mine and, and we're working on a project that will allow uh, military-connected entrepreneurs uh, to launch, grow, and scale their mission-driven business, uh, and and through that uh, have access to to capital, right? And and that's a that's a really neat project that I'm working on. Uh, very very fortunate to have uh, met some amazing people along the way in these these uh, past few uh, ventures. Yeah. Uh, but but most importantly, um, I'm here and I'm here to stay. Wow, that is so remarkable. Eric, thank you so much for sharing all that you have today. You know, you are such a wealth of knowledge. And um, if you haven't heard Eric, well, you've got to, because like he said, he's a wealth of knowledge and he he has a lot to offer. You know, he's going into, and he is actually in, you know, in the assisted living world, as you heard. So support him any way you can. Link up with him on LinkedIn and uh, let's uh, let's get connected so we can excel together. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you want more of this, don't forget to go out and look for the book, 52 Essential Qualities and Attributes of Organizational Leader, How to Transform Your Leadership Habits in 52 Weeks. It's everywhere books are sold and we want you to grow with us. We want you to excel with us and always remember to lead the change. Take care and be well. God bless. Well, global leaders, thank you for listening to this episode of the Global Reach Leadership Forum. If you have learned something today, please like us on Facebook. Visit our website at www.globalreachleaders.com to leave a comment or a question and share this episode with others. 
Until next week, remember to lead the change. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.